Hello, everybody. It's Eduardo Jackson, creator, founder, and CEO of Cinema Draft, the game, the company, your newest daily obsession. Coming at you with a micropod. We used to do these when we used to run games, and guess what? We are running games this week. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a solo pod, just to keep it brief. Uh, uh, sorry for my friends who out there would like to join me. Big shouts to Jay Devlin, one of our fallen comrades in arms, which brings up a very salient point this week in playing the Cinema Draft game, uh, is checking after Theater Lock. We do have Theater Lock at 10 p.m. I'm oh, sorry, 6 p.m. Pacific every Thursday, at which time your call sheet may change dramatically. Now, we're going to take a look at some call sheets, but just to go over the rules real quick once again, uh, it's 10 actors, no more, no less. You must have one actor from each of the three release types, wide, 2,000 screens and up, uh, limited, between 501 and 1999 screens, and platform 500 screens or less. You must have at least one actor from each, 10 actors total, no more, no less, under a $100,000 salary cap budget. And what happened, what had happened was, it looks like we had several of our, our most loyal players must have had their call sheets change after theater lock, because what will happen after theater lock is that the theater count will change, and often with some of these smaller films, and your film might go from, say, being a limited release to a platform release or from a wide release down to a limited release, and that might mess up the whole chemistry of your call sheet. So it's very important, everyone. Just remember, you know, after uh, 6 p.m. on Thursdays, you know, when theater count block occurs, to make sure you chain to check your call sheet to make sure your call sheet is still valid. And it happened to me. I mean, let's let's be real. It happened to me. If you look at, at my call sheets, you will you'll see that um, I usually try to be in every tournament so I can keep an eye on things. I'm not in the background talent because one of my dummy call sheets, uh, before I had a chance to adjust it, you know, was uh, was changed and. Apparently, I was booted out of the background talent. Someone grabbed my spot. All's fair in Love and Cinema Draft, so I am a bystander for that tournament. So let's take a look at some call sheets from the feature presentation, which is our main flagship game. And we and you might see some inflated numbers. We are double the prize pool since, thanks for nothing, Heroku hack. We had to shut it down early last Thursday night. Uh, so we could avoid giving you all a bad gameplay experience. But we are back at it in strong. Same amount of entries we had as two weeks ago, so no drop-off. Really appreciate that, everybody. Big shout to everyone I've met this week over at the Expert Dojo Investor and Startup Festival. It's been awesome. Appreciate your support. Thanks for giving me feedback on my pitch. Uh, made some really good connections that hopefully will translate into some player loyalty all right so we'll start at home we'll start at mine and see until and discuss, talk about what my strategy was so basically i'm betting everything on moonlight all right so i i did i did what you had to do you had to do, have a headliner stack of inferno uh, it's just what it is. It's going to make between 30 and 40 million this weekend, most likely. Uh, you get your headliner stack in there for the 40% bonus. 
that's what each one of these stars means. That's your headliner. So I headliner stacked them, which cost roughly half my budget. And then now I set out to figure out the rest of my, of my call sheet. Now I got a good feeling about the Indian film, the, I deal high mushkil. Really, I wanted to to add to my. I really wanted to add to my film. Oh, it doesn't list it. Uh, the the Miss Universe, uh, who's the real headliner of this movie. It's on 302 screens. Um, Miss Universe Ashwarya something something. She's actually 7900. I just could make her budget fit, even though her lovely face would have been great gracing my call sheet. Uh, but so I got her a co-star, a dude, Ranbir Ranbir Kapoor. Um, yeah, not a bad looking gentleman, I guess. Uh, and on 302 screens for, you know, the Indian, for the North American Indian market, I think it might be a sleeper. I think it could be one of those films that comes out of nowhere in the platform release category with like, you know, you know, one, 1. 1.3 to 2 mil. And if it gets 2 mil, you got 20 points off one, actually, uh, 28 points off this one guy right here, if you include the headliner bonus. So, you know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, but it's really all about Moonlight. I uh, get your perfunctory, um, pretty much bargain basement priced uh, limited release of Magnificent Seven. I don't think there's a cheaper limited release actor out there than Manuel Garcia Rufo. But Moonlight is where it's at. And let's discuss Moonlight for a second as we go into this, because Moonlight can't, is in its second week. It released on four screens last week, uh, I believe in the New York and L.A. area. That's how they tend to roll them out sometimes. And it grossed, look at this. And I mean, well, over the weekend, it grossed 402000 on four screens. That was 100 thousand five hundred nineteen dollars average which you know is pretty phenomenal i mean that that means there was not a seat in the house to probably add extra screen screenings i mean it just you know blew the doors off it so expanding the 36 screens probably in a few more locations uh, around the country we're probably i mean you can't expect that high a concentration per screen you know 36 times but shoot even if it does you know ten thousand a screen is that right? Yeah. Even if it does 10,000 a screen, 36, you're looking at 3.6 million at a platform release. That's 36 points, buddy. That is 36 points. And then when you kick in the headliner bonus, you're probably looking at around 45 points or something like that. So it's, it's, it's a high, it's a high risk play, but definitely high reward if it, if it performs in line with what it's been doing. So, you know, fingers crossed moonlight, we're counting on you. Come on through. Um, the headliner stack and actually as much of it as I could afford. And then I really much pretty much punted my last spot with a headliner spot of American pastoral, which I'm not really expecting to do much because out on 50 screens, it's out on 51 screens this week, uh, 50 screens last week. And it really didn't do much for at the box office. I think it had like a, I think it had like maybe uh, a 3000 per screen average. So, you know, this is pretty, so American pastoral is pretty much going to be your punt if you do a strategy like this. Okay, let's take a look at some other players. Uh, let's take a look at let's take a look at our reigning champion BTTF. This person, this anonymous gangster, came through and swept it all. Took all took first in four of the five uh, tournaments. Probably didn't even play the fifth tournament. That's why he didn't take first. And really curious to see what BTTF is going to do for an encore. And look, oh 
man. Look at him. He is all about Moonlight. One, two, three, four, five, six Moonlights, two Inferno. How is this this call sheet legal? Look at this. This is crazy. He's got six Moonlights, two Infernos, and pretty much did this and even got himself a headliner in Magnus. In Magnificent Seven, he's basically doing the same strategy I'm doing, and if his strategy works, he might actually probably will win because he's got the headliner bonus in Magnificent Seven. I don't know how he did that, and I don't know how I couldn't do that. But man, look at this! Is incredible. This is an incredible call sheet. BTTF. If you see, if you view or listen to this podcast, hats off to you. This is an incredible call sheet. Uh, not just because we're using the same strategy, or maybe because of it. I'm not sure. But wow, look. Six moonlights. I'm sorry. Let me just check mine real quick because I'm. I don't even think I have six. I think I have, I have five. If I have five, and this movie pops off like I think it's gonna, like it's gonna do. I am screwed. Totally screwed. Uh, wow. Six. He had six moonlights and one, two, three. One, two, three, four, five. How? Oh, here's here's where it is. So. So our differentiator right here is ideal high mushkil. He used that space for to pack in one more moonlight, whereas I used it to bet on the Indian film. And and in doing so, I cost myself the budget that would have been necessary to get a headliner in the Magnificent Seven. And we both punted with American Pastoral. Wow. I am that is an amazing, amazing call sheet, BTTF. I am really in awe of your call sheet right now. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of rooting for you. It's just such a high-variance play right here, counting on Moonlight to do anything similar to what it did, that I'm rooting for you, man. You know what I mean? Not only, not only can I not win any money because you know, I own the game or I play the game or whatever, but I'm really, really curious to see how well this strategy does against mine. I'll see you at the top, BTTF. Hats off to you. Hats off to you. Okay, let's, take another, let's take a look at another, another call sheet while my mind is slowly being put together. It's been blown. Uh, okay, Cornell Westside, our boy, friend of the podcast, Kevin Garnett, working black writer, TM, in Hollywood. Okay, so, all right, so this is, this is an improvement on, our, on his previous call. She's got Inferno. He sees a potential of Moonlight. Ouija is not bad. It came out with 15 million last week. Not a bad start. Uh, Sully is fairly dependable for your limited release. Handmaiden still up in the air and only on five screens. So we're gonna have to keep an eye on, on Handmaiden and see what's what right there. More Moonlight, Medea, which which you know clocked it at the box office last week. Magnificent Seven, Girl on the Train. I'm not ashamed. This isn't this isn't bad. This is not bad. It's a little it's it's a little. Um, Scattershot as far as like there's not like a one concentrated stars and scrubs or or a highly leveraged one where you're going pretty much all in on a movie like like BTTF and I did on Moonlight but this is a very interesting call sheet and it's it's diverse too it's it's you know it's got what four wides one two three four platforms two limiteds I mean it's 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 kind of balanced I'm I'm always curious how these balance strategies you know work because I believe in the the second week we had a winner, I think it was Fredo, who took a balanced attack. He had like a headliner stack here, a headliner stack there, you know, and just kind of spread it out over the three different release types. So that could win as well. It's a very interesting strategy. I'm rooting for you too, KG. Let's look at a couple more. Let's see how mom did. Hi, mom. Claudette Jackson. Draft bomb. 
All right, Draft Mom. All right, there you go. Solid Inferno stack. And then here's where she may go wrong, American Pastoral, unless it totally, you know, breaks out with its one that added screen this week and does something that we haven't seen from it yet. I'm not really counting on this for big bucks. Um, so this might be your pain point here, Mom, but uh, I'm still rooting for you as always. Deepwater Horizon, yeah, it's kind of on its last legs. It's Deepwater Horizon is too wide for its own good. Let's see how many screens it's on. I mean, it's on, it's on, see, it's barely a wide release, 2,000 screens in its fourth or fifth week. I mean, most people who are going to see it have seen it. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't think it'll get you more than two or three points, two or three million at the box office. So might have been a wasted pick there, Mom, but hang in there. You have been shown to improve. Got your Sully, which I actually really like as a limited release, only because it barely got there. I think it's, what? Oh no! Actually, it dropped dramatically. Eight fifty-five. Okay, but it still brings in about one million, two million a week. So you're looking at four or five points there, and then more Deepwater Horizon. Which, yep, yeah, uh, just a point of strategy, dear listeners and and viewers. As a point of strategy, when a movie is has been wide for about you know four or five weeks. Clearly, the steam has come off it, unless it's Titanic. <laughs> it goes on like it's hard forever, you know, leading the box office. And usually you want to kind of avoid those because they're, as I say, they're too wide for their own good, meaning they're on too many screens, you know, for the type of return you're expecting. Like if, say, it was Medea that just come out, none of people had seen it. So if it's on 2,000, 3,000 screens, that's okay. That's okay because it's going. It's new. People are going to see it for the first time, and it's going to have fresh business. But a movie like Deepwater Horizon has been is too wide for its own good, or too or too out there for its own good. Um, two thousand fifty-four screens or what have you. Yeah, that's that's problematic. Um, it's not going to give you the returns you want because it's probably only going to do two or three million at the box office. And then, case in point, we'll go to Box Office Mojo here, show you the daily chart. You can even click on it, and you can see, you know, eight. You know, it started off big, eight million, four, four, and then just kind of petered out down to where we are now. I mean, during the week now, last weekend, it only made one million, one point five, and seven hundred thousand. So what's that about three million over the weekend? I mean, expect about maybe half that, and you know, it's declining too by. A week over week, 42%, 46.5%. So if it has another 40% drop, you're only looking at about 2 million this weekend. So you want to avoid those those aging wide release dinosaurs. All right, let's look at one more call sheet before I have to run out of here. Head back down to the Expert Dojo uh, Startup Festival. Big shouts. Let's take oh, let's take a look at our nemesis, Jaybird, four-time champion of box office fantasy, which is the working title. When I was doing this on spreadsheets among friends and family, he is to be respected and feared at all times. All right, so Jaybird, okay, Jaybird's going in on I'm Not Ashamed, the faith-based film, which just ducked under into platform release this week, which actually probably is really good for it because at 505 screens last week, had we played, you kind of would have been in limbo. It had barely been a limited release, and you would have gotten less points uh, per, per dollar there than you would as a platform release. Uh, and, and as a reminder, the scoring system real quick, one point per million for wide release, one point for 500,000, 
one point for five hundred thousand uh, in limited release, and then one point for per hundred thousand in platform release. So, for example, if I'm not ashamed makes a million dollars this weekend, it's a platform release. It gets ten points, and your headliner bonus is forty percent. So, a headliner. So Jennifer O'Neill in I'm Not Ashamed would get you 14 points if it came in at $1 million in the box office this weekend at the 40% headliner bonus. It's math, y'all. I hate it, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he's going in Inferno. He's got, got Moonlight covered. He's probably punting here with American Pastoral. As you see, he left $0.00 and $0.00 behind his budget. Uh, American Pastoral, you know, b bargain basement right there. He went heavily with I'm Not Ashamed, which is an interesting strategy. He's bet he's banking on it harder than we are with Moonlight. So, it'll be very interesting to see if he if he come uh, if he sees us at the top with BTTF and his and our highly leveraged strategies. He got his got himself some boo. He got he got him a new boo over Medea. Never underestimate Tyler Perry, y'all. Another rule of the box office: never underestimate Tyler freaking Perry. Got, got a little Jack Reacher and got him some storks to qualify his qual sheet with limited release. So, solid. Solid overall call sheet, Jaybird. Very respectable. I, I still kind of like, you know, BTTF's call sheet better, uh, but we'll see how yours do. This game is, is full of nothing but surprises, let me tell you. It is constantly surprising me. I am really appreciative of everyone who's played, all the early adopters, people in the group chat. We have a group chat now. It's very exciting. Um, I'll see if I can leave the link or something in the description so you guys can join. Uh, basically, we're there talking about Cinema Draft 24-7. It's kind of crazy. Um, and with the double prize pool this weekend, we, you know, the $600 feature presentation, you know, is offering $180 for the top spot. So yes, let's you know, fingers crossed. Let's sweat the box office together. You'll be getting notifications at 3 p.m. on Saturday, on Sunday, and when the game ends on Monday, once all the scores are tallied. And where can you find Cinema Draft? You can find us everywhere. You know, Facebook, all the way through our iTunes podcast. We need to fix the link for our for our Instagram. We are actually at a new Instagram address now. We're at Play Cinema Draft. So check us out there. Um, and also subscribe to us at iTunes or wherever you get your lovely podcasts delivered. Once again, I'm Eduardo Jackson, creator, founder, and CEO of Cinema Draft, the game, the company, the obsession. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you, I guess, on Monday once final call sheets are out. Final scoring is done, sorry.